Zephaniah chapter 3, verses 9 through 13. For at that time I will change the speech of the peoples to a pure speech, that all of them may call upon the name of the Lord and serve him with one accord. From beyond the rivers of Cush, my worshipers, the daughter of my dispersed ones, shall bring my offering. On that day you shall not be put to shame because of the deeds by which you have rebelled against me. For then I will remove from your midst your proudly exultant ones, and you shall no longer be haughty in my holy mountain, but I will leave in your midst a people humble and lowly. They shall seek refuge in the name of the Lord, those who are left in Israel. They shall do no injustice and speak no lies, nor shall there be found in their mouth a deceitful tongue. For they shall gaze and lie, graze and lie down, and none shall make them afraid. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Man, I, I think that last verse, they, they will also gaze at the Lord. Also gaze, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and they will graze and lie down. Accurate, yes. yeah. <laughs> what, a, what an incredible turn we've taken. I know. <laughs> I mean, the judgment of God is being Ooh. poured out. We need to, to repent and mm. wait on the Lord, and then look what the Lord does. Yep. I, I think the, the jump between verse 8 of chapter 3, my decision is to gather the nations, to assemble kings, to pour out upon them, my indignation. That's verse eight. And then verse nine. Here we go. Drum roll, please. <laughs> At that time, I will change the speech of the peoples to a, a pure speech that all of them may call upon the name of the Lord and serve him with one accord. And this is like what I w- would always refer to as the cross-sized hole in Zephaniah. It, it, it's such a, a beautiful, dramatic reversal um, what uh, J.R.R. Tolkien he he had a phrase or a word that he coined called eucatastrophe, and, and it's the moment at which everything is as bad as it possibly could be, as hopeless and catastrophic as it possibly could be, when it's suddenly reversed. Yeah, yeah. this is the eucatastrophe of, of Zephaniah. It, it's judgment, 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 and, and the this dark broken or dark vengeful day of the Lord on the broken nations in the rebellious city. And then out of that comes purification and, and, oh. and shalom, universal flourishing and, it, and prosperity. This, this really is the difference between revelation 20 and revelation 21 mm-hmm. revelation 20 ends just like, the first eight verses, it it ends with the great white throne judgment of God upon mm. all people, the living and the dead. Yeah. Revelation twenty one. And then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Yeah. I mean, it's just that quick. Yeah. This yeah. the 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 day of the Lord is coming, and He will make all things new. And that's what's happened here. This this is definitely a future prophetic vision, because we know that not all people's speech has been made pure. We know that not all people call upon the Lord. Mm-hmm. We know that not all of the believers have been brought back together. Yeah. Uh, we know that uh, people are still being put to shame yeah. for their faith. Yeah. Uh, people are still rebelling against the Lord. Like this will happen, and it's incredible. Uh, and I like it in verse eleven. It's so it's kind of it's kind of subtle. It's the last line in my holy mountain. Well, my holy mountain is Jerusalem. Mm the same city that had a great judgment yeah, of the Lord the upon rebellious it. city. And that, isn't that the biblical narrative? Yeah. The whole, the whole narrative is 
the Lord redeems broken things. Mm. Yeah, you know, I think two really interesting things in verse 11 that I wanted to point out. It says, on that day you shall not be put to shame because of the deeds by which you've rebelled against me. So in Zephaniah, up until now, Mm. there's kind of two people groups. There's the righteous humble, and there's the sinful, wicked, proud. Yep. And what is really interesting here is this is not just like God smiting down the wicked and, you know, taking that remnant and exalting it because it's actually identifying here because of the deeds by which you have rebelled against me. He's speaking to the rebellious city. Yeah. And and so this is forgiveness. This is atonement and, and, and redemption, but it's not universalism for then I will remove from your midst still verse 11, your proudly exultant ones. And so there still is this class that within the sinful, wicked people, Mm -hmm. there are those that the Lord saves. And then there are the proud, exalted ones that that harden their hearts to the Lord, like Pharaoh. And I think that that is a really interesting distinction. So, you know, even up until now, the human race in Zephaniah has been pretty like black and white, you know. But now we start to see these like different shades emerging and it's yeah. ultimately God's redemption breaking through and and some of those proud, mm. exultant ones that will harden their hearts, but then others, the the Lord will will forgive them. And that it says, You shall no longer be haughty in all in my holy mountain. And I'll leave in your midst a people humble and lowly seeking refuge in the name of the Lord. Mm. And I, I just think that's such a beautiful picture that, you know, you and I, and, and hopefully everyone listening to this, can we can see ourselves mm. in that that new city. It's, it's spectacular that it's the Lord and only the Lord who can change people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you ask the question, like, do you believe in miracles? Do you believe miracles still happen? Because we read them all the time in the Bible. Mm-hmm. The greatest miracle is when a heart like mine or like yours that is wicked and deceitful above all else goes from being a heart of stone to a heart of flesh. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And we do start to see the Lord, like we get glimpses of this. The Lord changes our speech. Mm-hmm. We're like, whoa, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. And you know, you didn't do it. It's not just like you got to put money in the swear jar or something. It's like, no, like, so you stop. Like, <laughs> no, this is like, man, the, the Lord's like cleaning up my speech. Yeah. Because my lips were made to praise him. Yeah. You, just, you begin to desire for your words to bring life. Yeah. And not. You, you start to call upon yeah. the name of the Lord. You also have another interesting desire. You you don't want to walk into the Lord's presence empty-handed. You you want to share Him with other people. Mm-hmm. You want other people to know Him. Mm-hmm. And I think there's this like there there's a congregation in these verses, you know, nine through thirteen. There's a group of people, and we know what Paul said in Romans. He said, you know, how will they know unless they are preached to? Yeah. There's there's also a desire that happens in born again people to evangelize to share their yeah, faith totally so that people can also be born again and have their hearts changed mm-hmm. and so you know it's it's not written in this text but that would be to me a very practical application of if I am born again am I 
am I hungering after the things of the Lord that one day he's going to make completely perfect in me? Yeah. And am I sharing my faith with anybody else around me? Mm. Cause that's a real sign of like Christian growth and maturity and hunger for the Lord. Yeah. And it's just a sign that you believe it. It's true. You know, we evangelize stuff all the time. Yeah. Yeah. We evangelize like gyms, you know, gyms, diets. <laughs> yeah. Guitars, cars, yeah. uh, restaurants. We evangelize Local all the time. Views. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. All the, all the time. Um, uh-huh. so I think, man, if, if the Lord is changing our speech and changing our hearts and changing our desires and one day he's going to make it perfect, we're going to be completely perfect. No longer like, uh, a, a twist and turn of like step back into sin, step back into righteousness in the process. Let's, let's be excited about what the Lord is doing and what he's going to do. And let's bring as many people with us as we can. Amen. Man. Well, we still have one more section left in this book and it's got the most famous verse in all of Zephaniah in it. Yep. Sure does. But that's not for today. Yep. So for today, This is Will Carlisle, and I'm Thomas Nelson. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.